I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Time fantasy. Full time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. There is so much hysteria going on with the coronavirus, and it is filtering to the fantasy baseball world. We are right now in the midst, and I don't mind discussing it because I think it's a very interesting discussion. Towel Wars is this weekend. And there are a lot of touts who don't want to go to New York. And the Towel Wars commissioners are saying, we're still drafting and we're not doing anything online. That's a tough one. I mean, I got lucky. I was actually in a, the head-to-head league the last couple of years. And because of uh, my sickness, they were able to move me to the draft and hold league, which I greatly appreciated. Because I knew I wasn't coming up to New York before there was corona. I just knew that I couldn't risk it. So they were nice enough to ch- change that for me. But now with this corona hysteria, let me guarantee you something. I would never have come up. Never. Never. Not with what was going on in my life. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to tell people what to do. And there are people in the community who are just, some are coming from Texas, some are coming from California. And I'm sure we'll discuss this with Greg, Greg Albright later because I know he's got some issues with this. Tout is meant for a few things. It's meant for the industry to get together, to see one another, to hang out. It's also meant to educate. Uh, the touts, the tout wars take it very seriously because we want you, for example, in our draft and hold league, we want you to look at our boards and learn from that, right? This is what we did in our league. So it's, and same thing with uh, Fab each week. You know, we're always trying to model for the greater good. But this one, man, I don't know. To ask somebody to, 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 to draft for you that lives in New York, that's probably what the best answer is. I'd call my friend and say, hey, can you, can you draft for me that day? 
I mean, that's probably the number one thing. But what if you don't have any friends who live in Manhattan or in the tri-state area who can't get there? Now, that's actually happened to me the last couple of years. I've had a friend draft for me the last two, two years in Tout Wars. I was there in person one year, and then the last two years, I, I haven't been able to make it. Now, one time, I don't remember one time what, what it was. The other time, I, I remember distinctly, they had said that our draft was going to be on Friday, and I booked my ticket. And then they changed our league to Sunday. And I'm like, I can't do Sunday now. You know, I couldn't change it because my ticket had me going home on Saturday. So I had to get my friend to do it. Because I wasn't paying another 600 bucks to be in this league. Because here's what you win at Tout Wars. Nothing. Right? You win, the, you, win you know, the, 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 the victory, but you don't win anything. You get some dish named after you at some restaurant. But you don't actually win any money. So this is this are really uh, it's really affecting people. You know, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like each person needs to make his or her own mind up. And you know, if we were doing a league, so if you know full time fantasy, you know us, the fantasy football world championship. What if we couldn't get people there? What would we do? We'd have online leagues. Right now, do you think how many people are running to Vegas? Trust me, we all want to go to Vegas. I'm dying to go to Vegas. But if there was corona, who knows? I would have to think that our drafts would be, our live drafts would be slashed at minimum in half. Minimum. Minimum. So I have a theory. Here's my theory. Take the money any way I can. And here's what I mean by that. If people want to play, let them play. If they want to play online, that's fine. We have drafts that are half online and half in person. Why can't they do that for tout? Is it inconvenient? Absolutely. Is coronavirus inconvenient? Hello. Yes, it is. Life is not always about convenience. And trust me, I love convenience. I'm the most convenient person I know. But come on. There's mass hysteria. What are we going to do? Not have towel wars? You can't not have towel wars. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants, everybody wants to be part of towel wars. But you got to make it work. People have fears, and they're legitimate. This is not something that you could poo-poo. You know, this this is a you thing. This is not a you thing, right? This is, countries are getting quarantined, right? This is not you're a germ phobe. This is bigger than that. It is. So let me just... I'll take this to the next level. If you are in a fantasy baseball league at at some point in the next month, please do not cancel your league. Just do it online. There are a lot of great websites out there. CBS, Yahoo, ESPN. I know it's fun to get together. 
I know it's fun to bash each other in person. I know it's fun to make each other, to, you know, to heckle each other's picks. I get it. It is fun. But you know what's more fun? Having the league. Having the league is more fun than anything. Keeping the league afloat and going during times of crisis. Right? Because you don't want to shut down. And if you all don't want to get into somebody's house, I can't blame you. Or you don't want to go meet in a bar in the city. I can't blame you. We used to do a draft every year at the Stumble Inn in Manhattan. It used to be the old Moe's Caribbean, 76 and second. Would I go to that this year? That's a tough one. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd go. 50-50 on that. Probably, but not in my condition. So if, I, if this was a young, healthy Dr. Roto, probably. If this is this year's Dr. Roto, no. And let me tell you something. My league, that league that I'm talking about, had a stipulation that you had to be there in person. Well, then, then I couldn't be in that league. Sorry. You got you to gotta adapt your rules when there's the coronavirus. This is not something that is minor. This is something that people think is major. Whether or not it is or it isn't. There's no proof either way. I think it's more major than minor. I think we all need to be worrying about it a little bit. And I'm not a worrier when it comes to things like that. I just try to live my life. Try to live my life the best way that I can. In the smartest way that I can. And not put myself in in a situation that I will regret. So please, what I want to get at Keep doing your leagues. If people want to do them online, do them online. If half the people want to get together and one or two people want to do it online, help them out. Make it convenient for them. Everybody has fear. Right? It's just a question of to what degree. We should never judge people. Right? We should never judge people and their fears about this. Right? Because there's no right answer. There's no right answer. There's just wrong answers. The wrong answer would be not having tout. The wrong answer would be not having your league. That's the wrong answer. I didn't say stop playing. I said let's adapt our drafts. Let's adapt them so that people can continue playing. Because trust me, we are going to want to play fantasy baseball this year. Right? That goes on. We want to play fantasy. We love fantasy. So just help the leagues out the best way we can. I'm interested to talk about this with Gray Albright. I know. I mean, Gray, Gray has a great laugh and all, but I don't think there's a laughing matter about it. I don't think he'll be laughing. So I'll be very interested to get his take on this. All right. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. And you know what? How about a Chicago Cub preview? Let's do that. Let's do a Chicago Cub preview. When I return, I'm Dr. Roto, full-time fantasy. I'm back right after this.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. Dr. Roto with you here. Doing my thing. On a Tuesday. Going to have Gray Albright from Razzball.com joining us next segment. But right now, let us take a closer look at the Chicago Cubs. If you've never been to Wrigley Field, you should really go. Except I will tell you something. I don't know if you guys know this. If you've never been to Wrigley Field, they have obstructed views. And when I say obstructed views, I'm saying legit obstructed views. So I go with my wife two years ago to a game in Wrigley. I think it's on July 4th, as a matter of fact, on July 4th. And I go on to StubHub. I get these seats. And they're, they're pretty good, right? I'm like, look, we're in Chicago. My wife's going to go to the game. My wife, is, my wife likes baseball. She likes sports in person. She's not going to watch any sport on TV with me. But she'll go in person, right? And we're sitting next to this family 
And they are literally blocked by a beam. There's a beam in their way. And I feel badly. I do because I'm like, oh, come on. I, I want them to see. But I paid a whole lot of money for my tickets. So, I, I mean, I try to, like, move to the right a little bit so that they could, like, lean over. But, I, you know, it was an obstructive view. And it was a dad and his two kids. I was like, oh, my God. I feel like crap. But, you know, dude, when you go to Rigney Field, go make sure you can see your picture. Because if it's looking at a beam, that's not a good shot. That's not a good seat. Okay? I can highly t- tell you that. But let's talk about the Cubbies. At catcher, Wilson with two L's. Will Wilson Contreras. Look, I like Wilson Contreras. He has power. He hits about 270. He's, he's a good player. And he is that type of like sixth, seventh, eighth round catcher. I'm not the guy who's getting G- JT Real Mudo. That's not me. But I could get Contreras. I could get behind that. I think he's a good player. All right, at first base, Anthony Rizzo. You know exactly what and who you are getting with Anthony Rizzo. At that second, hits about 25 to 30 home runs. Hits right around 95 to 105 RBIs. Going to hit you about 285. And that's what he does. And he does it really well. Now, the question is, as he gets older, will he continue playing at this level? At what point do we see the Joey Votto? Now, here's what I would tell you. Last year, I'll do the last three years. How about that? 2017, he had more walks than strikeouts, 91 to 90. Then in 2018, he had 70 walks to 80 strikeouts. 2019, he had 71 walks to 86 strikeouts. If we start to see fewer walks and more strikeouts, that's when we know to divest. But for right now, we're still in on Anthony Rizzo. Okay? We're still in. Now, second base is a nightmare here. Is it Nico Horner? And if it is, what does he do? Is it David Bote, who I kind of like a little bit? I mean, is it Jason Kipnis? I don't think so. What I always wanted to see, I wish it was Ian Happ. That made more sense to me. But he can't field anywhere. He's terrible. So I don't know. I kind of like David Bote just a little bit. And I'll tell you why. Because Bote is that Swiss Army knife that I always talk about, right? So last year, 50 games at second, 67 at third, played nine at short. That's the kind of guy, he's not a sexy player. I get that. I get it. Not sexy at all. But in round 30 of your draft, when you need a guy who plays different positions, you shove him in there. You shove him on your bench, and then he plays. So there's value to that. Shortstop is Javi Baez, who's really good. Javi Baez is really good. And this was a guy in 2017 who was close. You could tell. But people worried about his strikeouts. because he didn't, And he didn't walk much at all. He had 144 strikeouts to 30 walks. But the power was there and the speed was there. And he had 469 at-bats. And the next year he stayed healthy. And he really started to play well. And now you're getting Javi Baez a star. 
He's a fantasy star. Hit about 280 for you. Hit about 30 home runs. Hit about 95 RBIs. That's a star. Nothing not to like. Now, third base is Chris Bryant. Now, here's the problem with Chris Bryant. He's not who you want him to be. I think at one point we wanted a 40 home run guy. We wanted 120 RBIs. We wanted a 300 batting average. I don't think that's him. Now, here's the beauty of Chris Bryant, though. He's going to bat leadoff, and he's going to score a lot of runs. So if he bats leadoff, I still think we get the 30 home runs, but you're going to lose RBIs and gain runs scored, right? So instead of the 100 RBIs and the 80 runs scored, you're going to get 80 RBIs and 100 runs scored. Solid player. What not, what's not to like? Runs, runs is a very underrated category. You need guys who score runs. If you have guys in the bottom third of a lineup, you lose. You can't have too many of them. You can't have too many of them. You have to have guys who bat in the top half of the lineup because those guys score runs. Once you start to get around guy number six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, you're not winning leagues. You're not winning leagues. All right, let's get to the outfield. In left field, Kyle Schwarber. I kind of like Kyle Schwarber. Guy can mash. Now, he does strike out way too much. He does. But when he hits it, he can hit it far. I think he's the guy, if you said to me, hey, Dr. Roto, give me a player who's like in the high 30s in home runs who you think could go to 40, Kyle Schwarber would probably be my poster child. I like him. In center field, we have Ian Happ who was kind of hapless out there, hitting the ball. I mean, there's power. There's a little speed. But there's not enough contact. And he's really bad at, at feeling. So Albert Almora comes in there a lot late in games, and rightfully so, because Almora's really good at, at catching, the, fo- at catching the, the, the baseball. He might be good at catching the football, too. I'm not sure. But he's good at catching the baseball. Now, I think there's a value to that. I really do. If I am a manager, I want to have an outfielder who I could bring in if it's like a 5-1 game. I'm bringing this outfielder in in the eighth inning. I'm taking Ian Happ out, out after his third at bat, and I'm bringing in the defensive guy. Because Ian Happ certainly in the ninth inning could make a mistake. I don't need that. I don't need it. In right field is Jason Hayward, who I think he's 30, but he feels like he's 48 to me. I mean, haven't we been talking about Jason Hayward for like the last 27 years? I think he just got older. He just aged three years during this preview. He's like, he's 33 now. In another minute, he's going to be 36. Now, there are some guys here, Alberto Mora, I mentioned. Right? Hits lefties well. I like playing him in DFS against a lefty. Steven Sosa, interesting player. One of my friends likes him very much. Let me tell you about something about Sosa. In 2017, 30 home runs, 16 stolen bases. He's got that kind of game. Except he cannot stay healthy. 
But if he can, he, I think he'd be better off in the American League, quite honest with you. Better than the National League. Okay, bullpen. I'm not a Craig Kimbrell guy. I'm not. I think this guy is not dialing it up like he used to. He is not throwing it at 99. I've seen Kimbrell play live. I've seen him throw 99. He's starting to throw 95, 96. You're like, Dr. Odo, that's only four miles per hour. It's significant. It is significant. I would say, I don't know whether he's, I'm not sure he's lasting the year as the closer. Especially if the Cubs are losing. If the Cubs are losing and Kimbrell's meh, watch him get moved. They love this kid, Rowan Wick. I think we need to watch him. And Jeremy Jeffress has, has some experience closing at the ends of games, too. I'm not sold on Kimbrell. He will not be on any one of my teams. Promise you that. All right. Starting pitching, you Darvish. Gone up. He's gone down. He's fluctuated. But when he's good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's really bad. But when you Darvish is good, you want him on your team. I like him. I like Kyle Hendricks, too. He's kind of a soft tosser, but you know exactly who he is. He's going to throw about 180 innings. He's going to get about 150, 160 strikeouts. He's going to get an ERA in the mid-threes. He's going to have a whip at about 1.14, 1.15. He's going to get 12 wins. You, you know exactly who you're getting. I love Kyle Hendricks like that. I am not a Jose Quintana fan. I am not a John Lester fan. I can't stand Tyler Chatwood. I do like this kid, Alec Mills, a little bit. Maybe he gets a shot. He might be a little interesting to me. I like Darvish. I like Hendricks. The rest is buyer beware. Caveat emptor, said Mr. Brady. I just don't trust them. Maybe Quintana, but do you really want 10 wins in an ERA of 4.5 that badly? I know I don't. I know I don't. All right, you know what I do want? I do want to take a break. And when I come back, I do want to talk to Gray Albright. So I will do these things. And I hope that you'll be there to listen when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, the Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we are back talking Tao Wars and coronavirus at the same time. Whoever thought of that in a segment? But we have my friend, <laughs> Gray Albright from Razzball.com, who is in the middle of a, uh, what's, what's the, uh, imbroglio? What, I mean, give me, what's the word? You gotta, I mean, this is, this is, this is a real mess, this is a real mescaline salad here, my man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, I was like, I was for sure, like, okay, so to give people a backstory, Tout Wars is held every year in New York City. So now with coronavirus, as everyone knows, you know, New York City is a, a, a bit of a quandary. And, you know, they just locked down New Rochelle. It's now a containment center. And, uh, and honestly, people just don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's like, you know, it's going to be fatalities falling, you know, on the sidewalk. And, uh, you know, everyone should remain in their house for the next six months. I mean, we, no one knows. That's the whole thing. So, you know, they said that, you know, to, to avoid any unnecessary risk, people should try to avoid New York. So I live in L.A. So I was like, you know, instead of me flying both ways to New York City, how about I just draft online for this one year? I'll just like call in onto Skype or, uh, or even like, you know, maybe do an auction draft, like 99.9% of the entire fantasy. Now, are you in the, are you in an auction league or are you in a draft? Which one are you in? I'm, I'm in an, I'm in an NL only auction. Okay. Okay. So, but I was told that, it was impossible to do a online draft that everyone had to go into New York city. <laughs> so I was like, huh, well, everyone does online drafts. Why is this so, why is this so difficult? I don't understand. So, and then like, uh, you know, Lenny Melnick, who I respect a lot, he, 
tweeted out that he's, you know, he's over the age of 70 and he's worried about his own health. So now, do you, now let me, let's just stop. Do you think Lenny was doing that to just like pick, pick the bear because poke the bear? Because Lenny could do that. Or do you think he was legitimately concerned? No, I was going to say, no, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think this is uh, breaking a confidence. He called me, you know, he's worried. He called me up on the phone and, you know, I don't usually pick up the phone for anyone to be totally honest, <laughs> but I saw, I saw Lenny calling and I was like, what's going on? Lenny, the legend's calling me. What's up? And, uh, you know, and he's, he's truly concerned about his own well-being, which, and honestly, no one should ever have to worry about their health to draft in a fantasy league. Like that is the number one rule that should be across everything. Like if anyone is worried, they should not have to be worried to do a fantasy draft when you can just do it online. Like that's, that's simple. Like I've heard of living and dying with fantasy, but you don't want to literally live and die with fantasy. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I honestly, if I could drive in, I would. But, you know, it's the, the whole, uh, like, flying right now. It, it just doesn't feel like, what if they lock down New York City during the five days that I'm in New York and I can't fly back out? It's like, it's, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the risk for me. But, I mean, I, I understand also, like, older people, like, honestly, the people in towers aren't that young. There's people that are truly concerned. Like, I'm getting personal emails from other people in the league saying, I agree with you. No, and and that's the thing. I think there are a lot of people who do agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And I, I said as much in the very first segment. I think that there's no reason this year, and I won't even just say tout wars. I'll just say local drafts. If people, people should be able to draft any way they want this year. We need to accommodate because we can't, everybody's fear is different, right? How you feel about it is different from everybody else. I don't want to see there not be fantasy baseball, but we have to accommodate. Let's do a draft online. We've got ESPN. We've got Yahoo. We've got CBS. I've done auctions on CBS many, every year my football, my football league, Gray, is done on auction on on CBS. It's not that hard. No, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I don't, honestly, I'm so young and spry. I don't think I'm at risk. I really feel like I'm totally <laughs> fine. But if anyone is ever concerned about drafting in person because of what's going on right now with this health crisis, there's no reason to make people do it. Like, there's no, like, there's no reason. And it honestly, it really stinks for me because I enjoy going in and doing the auction draft in person. Like, I really do enjoy it. Like, it's like a bummer, and I'm conflicted because I feel like I'm okay. But on the other hand, it's just not worth it. Like, it's just not worth the risk for it. All right. I I know you're young. I don't know how spry you are, but I will say this. Oh, my God, I'm so spry. (laughs) So I like the word spry, though. But uh, here, so when I met, when I didn't do two drafts, what I had to do was I had to get my, the guy who sat in for me, he had to be blessed by Peter. So Peter needed to know that this guy had played fantasy before. I'm like, this guy's been playing fantasy longer than I've been alive. And he's been a friend of mine. I've been in leagues with him forever. So basically, I had to vouch, and then Peter had to bless him. So you could find a random New Yorker, Gray, and have him sit in that seat, and then you could be on the Bluetooth talking to him about what he needs to do. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I, and that's another whole wrinkle I have never really considered before. I'm gonna have to have someone else draft for me while I'm on the phone. And if anyone who's been in a in-person auction draft knows, if you don't hear like the actual bids, like it's really like it gets super confusing if there's like who's up, who's getting bid on, what's the bid at. Like I prefer. To just be there in person, but it's just not going to be uh, possible. And right, I've got, I got, Gray, I got good news for you. A friend of mine just what? tweeted me. He he can be a pinch drafter. Oh, perfect. <laughs> who is who is this person? Is it? No, no, no. He's a, he's a good player. Yeah, his name is Ron, and he's uh, we call him the fantasy mailman because he always delivers. And he's uh, been in some, some high-stakes leagues with me before. I will put you in touch with Ron, and you guys can, can figure it out. Because, look, I want you to be in the league, and I'm sure Ron will do a great job. He'll listen to you. No, I mean, nobody wants to listen to you in Bluetooth for that many hours. But I will say this. As someone who did it last year, you have to do your bids in advance because all of a sudden when it's going once, going twice, it's very hard to, like, tell somebody on the phone, bid another dollar. It's, it's kind of it's hard. I know. Yeah, no, I have, uh, you know, I have a spreadsheet for all my uh, auction bids. So I know, like, I feel like I can guide people. If I talk to them beforehand, it may be a a five hour beforehand conversation of me telling someone how to draft (laughs) because I may, uh, I may have to walk them through an entire draft first and then they go and sit for six hours and do another draft. But I, I think I can, I think I'll be able to do it. I'm just, you know, it stinks. It really does. Like it's a not ideal situation. Well, it's not easy being you. I mean, but but I, I do I do really honestly feel that this is uh, this is problematic. I really do. I, I I think, and you know what? I'm I'm am t- taking this very seriously. I'm taking it seriously with Lenny. I'm taking it seriously because you know the fantasy baseball community is not as young and spry as we think it is. No, I know that's what. Yeah, I mean that's what I was getting at before. I mean some of the guys in the league like I. I feel like I'm okay, but I worry about some of the other guys in the league. I don't know if they're going to be okay. So, I mean, it's not worth it when when your demographic is, you know, 68 and older. Like, just do it online for one year. I understand. If you can, if you could walk, you could walk out of your house and get hit by a car. Like, I understand there's risk in everyday life, but this is an unnecessary risk that no one needs to take. No, it's so true. I, I, by the way, I, I just sent you the, the tweet. You are now uh, officially hooked up. Okay. I have saved you, Gray Albright. If you win, you owe it to the mailman and to Dr. Roto. Just know that. <laughs> will, he, will he wear his, uh, his mailman shorts? You ask him. Whatever you want. Maybe it's a Rasball shirt and a mailman shorts. Whatever you need. Ron is a great guy, and he will help you. That's will, what he, he's will he wear? Will he wear a paste-on mustache? Listen to me. You talk to Ron. I can't. I can't discuss. I, I'm not his agent. Okay. You have to discuss things <laughs> with him directly. All right. Ron. Let me ask you a question. You're Don Alvarez. You starting to get worried about this dude's knee? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, if if Ron's listening, uh, he's in the AL, and I'm in the AL. Ignore this part of the show, Ron. But no, I'm not worried about uh, your Don Alvarez. I I feel like he's young enough, and what is he going to do? Uh, he has to sit on the bench and and take 
you know, uh, 12 swings a game. I, I'm not worried. Honestly, I'm worried more about, like, uh, obliques worry me, uh, ribs, <laughs> like with Aaron Judge, that worries me. But knees on Jordan Alvarez, I'm not worried. How about backs with Gary Sanchez? Does that worry you? Yeah, yeah, Gary Sanchez worries me. Because, you know, you think about the, uh, you know, the whole process of catching uh, 150, 200 pitches a game. It's it's not it's not easy on the body. So yeah, Gary Sanchez would worry me. Plus, I don't draft high catchers. Ron, if you're listening, I don't draft <laughs> high catchers. All right, let, I'll tell you what. Great. We, can you you want to stay for another segment? Because I want to. We didn't ask you enough baseball. We just talked about coronavirus, <laughs> which is not as important to our to our listening faithful. All right, you want to come back for another little segment here? Sure. All right, and then you can tell Ron what you want and what you don't want. I'm sure he's taking copious notes while he's listening to you. But uh, Gary Sanchez, right now, does he drop? Does it? We have 30 seconds, real quick. Do you think he drops from like round four to round six? Or do you think it stays the same? No, I, I mean maybe it'll drop, but I think it should stay the same. I'm not worried about Jordan Alvarez at all. I'm really not. All right, we'll take a little time out. We'll come on back with my friend Gray Albright from Razball.com. I am Dr. Rhoda. We'll be back with you right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top 
B. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. It's Dr. Roto here with my man Gray Albright for another segment of uh, Fantasy Baseball Talk here on Full-Time Fantasy. And uh, Gray did one. Gray, can I, can I, Gray, can I tell people what you did? You, you did one of the things that people tell you not to do. What? There was, there was a big email where the person who wrote it said, please just reply directly to me. And Gray was like, uh-uh, I'm replying all, sucker. And now all of a sudden, it opened the floodgates to uh, to about twenty seven emails in my email box. So thank you so much, Gray. I'm spending my afternoon going through the emails. I really appreciate it. No, I'm usually the uh, I'm usually the first person who says, you know, if someone if there's a mass email, just respond to the person who sent the email. But this is a very specific case where I feel like you don't want to tamp down discussion. You want people to be able to discuss freely what's on their mind and how they're feeling. Like, you shouldn't be saying to someone, like, oh, yeah, come to New York City where it's ground zero for coronavirus, but also don't discuss it with anyone else in your league, and let's just see what happens. Like, what? (laughs) All right, when you put it that way, then I don't mind you uh, getting into my email box. I'm fine with that. (laughs) All right, my man, Max Scherzer, who is in the NL-only league, has an (laughs) ailment on his right side. Is this a mild lat strain? Are we worried at all? No, I, this is the kind of thing where I'm totally worried because I don't know. This was interesting to me. Like, I don't, it feels like a mental block for some people when they, uh, when they start doing their drafts the following year, like they don't really consider what happened the season before. <laughs> like it was so obvious to me, Max Scherzer, could not throw in the playoffs because of his back. Like, and then this offseason, he went and tried to tweak his, uh, his uh, wind-up in order to take, uh, make some relief for his back. So this is, like, obvious to me. I don't know why it wasn't obvious to others, but it's obvious that Max Scherzer was injured last year. Why would you be drafting him in the top five starters? Like, he was so off the board for me. There was no way I was ever drafting him, or Ron the Mailman also was not going to draft him as right. by, by proxy. So here is the question. If Scherzer is like at $15, do you say 16 or is there no value for him on you for your roster? Uh, no, there, there's a price for everyone, for sure. Yeah, no, if, if Ron's sitting in the draft room and he sees Max Scherzer come up for 15, I, I say go to 16. But at a certain point, he's not worth it anymore. Uh, I'd have to look at my values, but I would guess Scherzer becomes, uh, he goes at a, after $20, I think he becomes too pricey. All right, Michael Conforto dealing with a, uh, a side issue as well. I kind of like this guy, but he's going to see Dr. David Alchek. Never a good sign. He's actually flying to New York, by the way, from Florida. I'm just throwing that out there, Greg. <laughs> 
is, can Conforto draft for me in Tout Wars? Well, Ron is going to be upset about that, but maybe Conforto will draft for you now that he's up in New York. Now, are you okay? Are you okay with Conforto, who had an MRI in Florida, but now he needs to be evaluated further? No, I would totally stay away from Conforto at his previous ADP. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily stay away from him completely, though, if his price comes down. I'll tell you the uh, with the oblique, you have usually a case where a guy's going to be out for three to five weeks, roughly. So I took from my projections, I took Conforto down about eighty at bats, which is about three weeks worth of a bat. So that feels about that feels conservative, but about right. So. I think Conforto was at around 75 to 85 overall for me, and now he's around 150 overall. Oh, wow. That's a big drop, dude. Yeah. He he dropped down from, like, I think the 25th best outfielder to about the 42nd best outfielder. So 17 outfielders have become better than him. Now, are we liking Jake Marisnik a little bit? I mean, is there anybody in that Mets outfield that can pick up the slack? Yeah, you know what? Actually, Marisnik's really interesting to me because he's got some speed. So in like an NL-only league where Ron will be drafting, you have Marisnik who could give maybe five to – no, more like maybe seven to 12 steals at a price of like zero dollars. Now, I'm not saying – in a mixed league, Marisnik's off the board because he's just not that good. But in an NL-only – if you can get seven to 12 steals for a dollar or less, that's pretty good. As we like to call it a mono league, if you will. Uh, no, no one says that. No. Yeah, yes, they do. You just, you, not, not in your crowds. Not in L.A. No. It's, a, it's an East Coast thing, not a West Coast thing. All right. Willie Calhoun. Will he? All right. I'm going I'm, 250 at bats over under on Willie Calhoun. Uh, I'm going to go over by about uh, 150 at-bats. I'm not that concerned with Willie Calhoun, but as long as he doesn't get the yips from, uh, you know, from the uh, broken jaw, I think he'll be back within, like, I don't know, I want to say 15 to 20 days of opening day. So that's a roughly, like, three weeks into the season. That's not bad. I think he's the everyday guy uh in the outfield and he's probably you know roughly 405 at bats maybe 385 yeah it's i i I go way over on uh 250 really way over you you don't think that uh you don't worry about him getting too close to the plate anymore feeling that uh, i'm gonna get smacked in the head no i mean well that's the risk now that he he never really comes back from that but I don't know. I mean, I think it takes, you know, it it takes a little bit of uh, a crazy in the head slash bravery to stand in the box at a 95 mile per hour fastball as it is. So you would assume he's he's able to get back in there. So yeah, I'm okay with them. I don't think the, uh, you know, I think uh, Nick Solak is interesting as like a uh, late round flyer in a uh, 12 to 15 team mixed league. But I, I feel like he might be a utility guy. I wouldn't get too crazy about Solak. I love Nick Solak. Did I mention that? Yeah. I, I mean, I like him. Especially, I, I, in ta- especially in Tout Wars. I mean, if Ron, if Ron was doing an AL league, his OBP is very high. 
Yeah, well, Ron won't be doing an AL, and now you're just crowding Ron's mind up with stuff he doesn't need to know. <laughs> All, right. All right, let me ask you about when you take uh, David Dahl. The Rockies are talking about him batting leadoff. This is a guy who can never stay healthy. But what if? What if David Dahl stays healthy? Are we buying? Oh, yeah. No, completely. I actually already got him in uh, labor NL only, um, which I drafted. Uh, I, I want to say that was like two weeks ago. I had no problem flying then, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I drafted David Dahl for $20 in 12-team uh, NL only, and I would do it again in a second if uh, Ron's listening still. <laughs> Is there speed with David Dahl? Because at one time he had some speed in the minor leagues, but it never translated to the majors. No, I, you know, I think David Dahl's best bet, honestly, is to try and go out there and get 470-plus at-bats without, without running hard, without, like, tweaking anything. Like, just, like, go super easy on the base path. Don't just, like, get 22 to 25 homers, hit 280, and maybe one or two steals. Like, don't push it. We're trying to steal, though. All right, I'm with you. All right, let me give you a guy, Mitch Keller. I like the pitcher. I hate the team. At what point do we draft good pitchers on horrific teams? Uh, well, everyone's got a price, like I said before. But, I, you know, Keller, to me, feels like a guy who is – is basically going to go in like the 250 overall range of uh, snake drafts and like a, uh, you know, a three to $5 flyer in auctions, which is a totally correct price. I mean, I would take the flyer on him. I don't have crazy high hopes though, that he's going to be able to do much. I think he's probably in for a bit of an up and down season, uh, you know, because, it's just hard for rookie pitchers. I think if he if he has a under four ERA, it would I would count that as a, a success for him. Really, you don't think he could do better than that? No, I you know I think Keller is probably like, and he's in a good park too. But it's just so like rookie pitchers are just so iffy. As I've said before, you know if you look at Clayton Kershaw's rookie year, he wasn't good in his rookie year. Like a lot of guys just aren't good. When they first are, when they first get a uh, you know a run around the league, so you know I don't know Keller at this point has 48 major league innings. He had a seven ERA. <laughs> it's not, I mean he didn't, he didn't have a great time of it last year. I don't think he's suddenly going to be great this year. He could be, and at some point I do see Keller being good, but it may take two to three years. I, you know it, you never know how long it takes a pitcher to really start clicking. Do you like Joe Musgrove? Yeah, I, I, I do, actually. Uh, Joe Musgrove is one of the guys. I wrote a sleeper post on him. He's one of those guys where I feel like he could potentially be an under-the-radar number three uh, late, late in drafts, like around, say, you know, he's going around like 225, I think, overall. So he's going in a, in a range where I think it's, it's assumed he's going to be a fifth to sixth fantasy starter, but I think he could be a, a three. Like, I expect him to be a eight-plus K per nine and a high three, low four ERA. 
All right, Gray Albright, thanks for sticking around, my man. Talk to you soon. Stay All healthy. Later, bro. All right. Yeah, All right, guys. It's Dr. Roto right up against it. Time now to put away the insurance card, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to thank Gray Albright for hanging out for two segments. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank my man Sean in the booth. We are back tomorrow with, remember, PGA DFS. It's the Players' Championship. Somebody's going to win a million dollars. I hope it's you if it's not me. All right. Back tomorrow with more. This is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dial of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.